Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Another great Sunday to come together in the Lord with the Express Church experience. I'm glad you took some time out to spend some time with us to come together in fellowship wherever you are, wherever you receive the Express Church experience. We're just so glad again that you have come to be with us. And today I was thinking about New Year's resolution. We're settling into into January, settling into 2021. And I'm just going to share with you today the New Year's resolution that we have at our house. Marla and I, we made a dedication that we are going to financially assist a family member in need, financially assist a family member in need. Now, my brother, I was talking to him yesterday and he was getting ready to give me a list. And I said, I'm going to have to tell everybody before I get calls from everyone who's related to us. The person has already been identified and the money has already been declared. And our New Year's resolution for 2021 is already set. But that New Year's resolution of 2021 is two years in the making. It's two years in the making. So we're going to take a walk through 2019, 2020 to see how I got to the place where we are in 2021, where we, we can say we're gonna have a resolution to support this family member financially. So in 2019, uh, I used to go to different churches that pastors wanted me to come and preach. They needed a day off or they wanted somebody to talk about an issue that they, they felt the congregation needed a different voice. So I went to this particular church and the pastor said, I want my congregation to be more active, to be more involved, to work hard, to build the kingdom of God and to help grow our church. That's what most pastors want of their congregation anyway. So I have my go-to sermon. You know, if, when, you, when you go and visit churches, you have a go-to sermon. And I was saying, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your wealth with your first fruit of all your crops. Then, I underlined it and put it in bold, uh, then the barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And that's from Proverbs 3, 9 and, 9 and 10. And there are many verses in the Bible that you can call on where it talks about giving. But I like this, this one because it's straightforward, very simple, to the point. And it comes from the Book of Wisdom. The Book of Wisdom is, is that book that Solomon had from his life, the wisdom that he got from living his life. And he said, honor God with what you have. And when you honor God with what you have, all the, you, ha you are acknowledging that all your blessings come from God. I'm going to say that again. When you honor God with what you have, you're acknowledging that all the blessings you have come from God. Your health comes from God. Your family's health comes from God. Your comfort comes from God. Your provisions come from God. 
your abundance comes from God and your ability to enjoy all those come from God. And God said, in return, what I want you to do is I want you to just acknowledge me by giving your first fruits. Just give me the little bit of the first fruit and then you can have abundance of everything else. Giving so that we can let others know that God is blessing us and the blessings come from him to get others that want to put their trust in God, to build the kingdom of God, to, to have his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, everyone knows when you cross the gates of heaven and you are in that, his glorious presence to live for eternity, you know that that blessing came from God. That same acknowledgement should be happening on earth when you look at your abundance. You should say, it is wonderful that we have these blessings that come from God. So I'm in the congregation in, in tw January of 2019, and I'm saying you got to have this tithes challenge. Everybody, and I'm going to come back, I tell the congregation, I'm going to come back and I'm going to see how the church went with the tithe challenge. And oh man, it was the, the church was getting excited and the lady gave a little extra. She said, I got to give a little extra. So then I leave that and I'm, I'm thinking I just got another church that's going to be able to, to, to build up the kingdom of God to understand the importance of giving. And then the gates of hell came unleashed on my law firm. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. The, the, the gates of hell are saying, if I pour out all these obstacles on you, you will not be able to go back and tell the congregation about how God has blessed you. So during this, this period of time, 2019, the law firm was struggling. The revenue went down by a third year over year, so you're watching it from 2018 to 2019, revenue plummets. I was looking at and worried that I might have to lay staff off. We, and I figured that we could survive, Marla and I could survive on the two government contracts that I have. That would be enough to pay our bills. And so I decided in 2019, I'm gonna sell the law firm. I'm, I'm worried, trying to figure out, and I said, if I sell the law firm, I'm going to at least have the new owner be able to keep my staff, two staff members, so they won't get laid off. So I would call the guy that sells law firms and he did an analysis and he gave me some good information. He said, your law firm is worth nothing. <laughs> he's like, nobody's going to buy a law firm with declining revenue. And he's like, you'll never be able to recoup the million that you and, and Marla put into the business. So I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. I'm, my revenue's going down. The million that we hope to recoup doesn't look good. But God is telling me that uh, we should put our trust in our first fruits in him. So we're continuing to put our first fruits, which is less than what we used to have, but it's still what we're giving to God, and the money keeps going down. At the same time, a very good friend of mine, he said... I have a prophecy in the middle of our financial struggles, our friend gave a prophecy and he said, the prophecy that God told me to tell you is that you will have more money than you know what to do with. Now at a time where I'm in a law firm that we put millions in to bring up, 
is now worth zero, I get a prophecy from God saying you're going to have more money than you know what to do with. So 2019 goes away. Now we're getting ready to, to uh, struggle through this, the last little bit of 2019. And years ago, Marla did this painting. And I'm, a, I'm a, just going to put the painting up. So I'm going to talk about the painting. And the painting comes from Malachi 3, 10 to 12. Malachi 3, 10 to 12. And, I, and as the revenue was going down, I was concentrating and thinking about what this painting means. And, the, and Malachi 3, 10 and 12 says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room for it. And the Lord gives a second promise after he said, test me and see. He said, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field will not be, will not cast their fruit. He said, then all nations will call you blessed for you will be, have a delightful land. Test me and see. That's what that painting, when I was looking at it, when the struggles were going in, and I gave a, a, a congregation a tithe challenge and I was putting a commitment to our house that we were gonna also join that tithe challenge and make sure that we continue to give a particular amount even though the revenue was going down. Test me and see. The gates of hell are coming at me one way, telling me to quit. Uh, other way, the Lord saying, test me and see. So when 2020 starts, revenue's down a third, we missed a couple of payments to ourselves. Marla's saying, why do we pay everybody else, but we can't pay ourselves? 2020 shows up. And I said, and then I, another pastor friend said, make a dollar commitment. He was telling his congregation, make a dollar commitment each year. You may not be in a financial situation where you can commit 10%. You may be in a financial uh, uh, situation where you can give 20%. He's like, just pray to God and have God put on your heart what you're going to give. So I said, okay, this is the dollar amount that we're going to give each month. Does anybody remember 2020? <laughs> Does anybody remember 2020? That little pandemic thing hits. So it's not so bad that 2019, the gates of hell came open when I gave a congregation a, a tie challenge. Then 2020 starts, and I listened to the, this other pastor friend where he said, make a commitment. So I got this commitment written down. I made it through 2019 with, diff, with lower revenue, but we stayed at consistent. We were, we were given a percentage. The percentage went down, so the amount went down. The second year, I said, I'm going to make a commitment. Regardless of the revenue, this is going to be the commitment. So we, the, the, the pandemic hits. April, May, basically, the, the firm almost shuts down because no one's going outside. But we, we made a commitment that we're going to send this amount of money every month, and we did. Remember, I had two employees. I told one of the employees, you probably should apply for a job at this other law firm that I knew was looking for an employee. 
because if we haven't, if, if June is the same as April and May, I'm gonna have to lay you off, so I wanna give you a head start to find a new job. So she was in my office crying. She said she just received the best job that she had. She was loving her job, and now it was getting taken away. So I kept in prayer. She went out and applied for the job. I figured God's gonna bless her with a job with a bigger law firm that's more financially secure. And God's gonna bless me for caring about my employee and making sure she's set. And I'm going to prayer and while all this is going on, the words and the, and the situation that Matthew described in Matthew 14, Matthew described it in Matthew 14 and I was remembering the story and we're at verse 28, Matthew 14, verse 28. And I'm hoping that somebody, if you, if you had never heard this story, you go and read the entire story because I'm going to cut it off in just a little in, in the middle so I can stay on time and stay on point. Matthew 14, verse 28. Peter's, Peter, I call him Peter the perfect because Peter is all bold with his faith and then he always messes up. That's how most Christians are. We want to be bold with our faith, but then we always mess up. So Peter the perfect was talking. And he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus is already out on the water, walking on the water. Jesus said, come on. And Peter gets out of the boat. Peter the perfect, I got faith, steps out of the boat, starts walking on the water. Then the wind and the waves start coming up. He gets afraid and begins to sink. I don't know if anybody's looking at, at what happened in 2019 to when I made the tithe challenge to the church. I don't know if any members of that congregation, I'm hoping that they hear this message and think about what happened to them in 2019 and 2020 when the winds and the waves came. He began to, to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. That was Peter saying. And immediately Jesus reached his hand out and caught him. And then Jesus said something that I have to make sure I keep in my mind. I want to make sure anybody that's listening to it today keeps it in your mind. Jesus said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You of little faith, why did you doubt? Then he climbed in the boat and the winds died down. In the middle of the storm, the waves of the pandemic was coming on us. The financial struggles were coming on us. And like Peter, I was looking at the, the world from a worldly view. I've, we were sinking. Our finances were sinking. Our law firm was sinking. And I would, I'm crying out to the Lord. Matthew 14, 28, 32 says, you with little faith, why do you doubt? Malachi, uh, Malachi 3 10 and 12, I moved over again in case somebody missed it when they just showed up and Jeff wants to put it back up again for just for a second so you hear it. Malachi 3 was saying that, uh, that bring your ties to the storehouse and test me and see. I'm listening to all of God's word. And then I went to Zechariah. He said, not by might, not by power, but my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. This, it, things were coming out and the spirit of the Lord was flowing down on me and I had to start thinking when the, if the winds and the wave, I'm going to be like the disciples, if the winds and the waves obey him, no matter what happens, I'm going to walk with the Lord. Winds and the waves and the storms in my life, I'm going to walk with the Lord. 
on dry land, when the financial drought, I'm going to walk with the Lord. In the fires of life, like the Hebrew boys, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk with the Lord. In the desert, in the dryness, like the Israelites, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk with the Lord. When times are desperate, like Daniel, when he was in the lion's den, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk with the Lord. When things look hopeless, like David, when he went up against Goliath, I know there's only one thing I'm going to do. When I'm in that situation, I'm going to walk with the Lord. I'm giving notice that I had a commitment to the Lord through 2019, through 2020. I'm going to make that commitment that my first fruits, my finances, the dollar amount that I pledged, my predicament, my situation, my circumstance, I gave them all to the Lord. And I said, I'm going to honor you with my first fruit. Test me and see. I decided I'm going to hear what his word says and I'm going to accept the invitation. See what happens. So the employee in the middle of all this, she applied for a job. She didn't get the job. So now I'm like, she didn't get the job. I still got to figure out how to pay two salaries, try to try to support my house and keep the commitment. Oh, now we, now we understand where we're going. As we get through 2020, test me and see. We had the largest one month revenue in 2020 that we had in the history of the firm. By the end of 2020, we had, we had exceeded 2018 numbers. 2018, remember 2019 was one third of 2018. 2020 exceeded 2018, double the revenue in 2019. I'm hoping that somebody here today hears this testimony. Don't say that Stephen Zachary's bragging about what he did, but hear the testimony and say, I'm going to believe God's holy word when he says, test me and see if I won't flow, uh, open the floodgates of heaven, give you more blessings than you can receive. All I want you to do is give your first fruits. I'm hoping that this takes hold with somebody here today. By the end of 2020, my niece who's a lawyer, she shows up with the law firm. She wanted to move on with the law firm, to leave the public sector and go into a law firm. She walks out of public sector with three, with three contracts. I don't know what's gonna happen to her dad who ties, but we just stole some of his blessings because she got three contracts. I have my two contracts. She had her three contracts. The revenue is, is higher than it's ever been. And then I'm all ready for 2021. Life is looking good in 2021. And then I talked to my brother. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate what you did to me. He said the same thing. 2020, his company said the revenue was going to go down. Everybody was going to have to take a 10% cut in pay. So then, as, as he was looking at it, he was looking at the same thing I was looking at. He told the Lord, everybody's saying that my revenue is going to go down by 10%. How am I going to deal with that? He said, I'm going to tithe more. <laughs> Test me and see if the revenue is going to go down 10%. At the end of 2020 for him, just like the end of 2020 for me, his revenue went up. I don't know if anybody understands what I'm trying to say here today, that you, we can give and understand and test 
But then I heard what my brother said. He said, I said I'm not going to tie 10% like the word of God says based on the income that I have. I'm going to tie my 10% on the income I want to have. There's a whole lot of folks out there. Oh, I wish I had this, this, this little bit more money. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills because my money's a little tight. Well, tithe what you plan on giving, what you want. So 2021 comes in. That Remember that number that the pastor said? Write a number down. Put it in your budget. Make sure that you give it every year. So my, my budget number went, went up. I'm like, I don't mind getting a little bit extra money. Does anybody else want to get some extra money? So I hit 2021. I say my number to the church is going to go up. So I make that commitment. Then I said, I'm going to give just a little bit more, just a small $100 a month to two different organizations, one being Christian Radio that is trying to bring God's word and encouragement to the airwaves. 100 bucks there a month. That's not much, $1,200 a, a year. And I'm going to give $100 to first uh, frontline people, teachers, uh, healthcare workers, first responders, military vets, who whatever organization needs it each month, try to give that. So that now, understand that's $200 a month. You're supposed to give 10%. That's what the word of God says of your first fruit. I know I'm not a math major, Doc. You, you graduated from college with a math major, so you may have to do the, the, the calculations for me. Uh, $2,400 a month, 10%. You can figure out the math yourself. That's what I was, was planning on having increased in my household. Then I'm looking at everything. And then 2021, after I made that secondary commitment, another contract comes up. Another contract comes up. I after we go through all the negotiations, we've been negotiating for two. And that, wow, it just hit me now. We've been negotiating that contract for two years. During that whole struggle, when I really needed the contract, we were still negotiating it. They were still saying we went, we got to find out about your firm. 2020 go, goes through. We got this. We got a little bit of the contract. Then 2021 comes, and the big contract shows up. Test me and see, says the Lord Almighty, that if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out more blessings, that you will not have enough room to receive them. We get to 2021, and now we have a new contract. That new contract, take a step back. Remember, I had the two staff members was going to lay one off. Then I kept the two staff members when I, through 2020. In 2020, get my niece. Now we got four people at the firm. The contract says you're gonna need three more employees. <laughs> three, <laughs> and another lawyer. So in my four-person firm, in 2020, 2021's now an eight-person firm. Not only is it an eight-person firm, the three new employees that I hired, one was a 30-year employee from who worked for a company that during the downturn decided they're going to send her, her division after 30 years of working for the company to another country to save money and let her go. She's struggling out there. She said the reason why she wanted to come to work for the firm is because she heard I was a minister. 
Now she's getting blessed because test me and see if the floodgates won't open up. More blessings. Blessings are falling down on us, falling down on the firm. We pour them out over to, to the uh, lady who after 30 years got laid off, but now she still has a job. Two other employees displaced because of the pandemic. Both have families wondering what they're going to do. Test me and see, says the Lord. If I won't open the floodgates of heaven, pour out more blessings. You won't have enough room to, to contain them. The blessings that you have, you got to pour them out on somebody else because they're too much. I got to move out of the way, Jeff. I'm getting excited. Go ahead and put it back up one more time just in case somebody wants to see it. Somebody wants to focus in on it. Somebody wants to see that the blessings are flowing down on my house so much that you can't even see me anymore because the blessings are, are, getting, are coming out so well. Just when I thought the blessings were high enough that the lady that should have been laid off, she says, somebody just referred, referred uh, Kelly, and I'm going to say this again. Let me take a step back so we can understand this. And I'm going to have to tell Kelly, you made the, you made the, uh, you made the sermon today. She says, this guy is coming in to hire us. He was referred to us by Kelly. Now, Kelly should be your best friend because she just referred somebody. The problem that I have is I have no idea who, who Kelly is. How's Kelly referring somebody to the firm? I don't even know her. So I had to call Kelly to see who she was <laughs> and why she was referring people to me. So I called Kelly and she said she heard about me. She heard about how I give to people. She heard about how I treat people fairly. And she wanted to start sending people to us. Oh, I'm wondering if you're seeing yet in 2021, test me and see if the floodgates of heaven won't open up and you'll get more blessings than you, will, than you can receive. Now we have the five government contracts. We have the one private contract and we have another organization referring, referring to us. I'm sitting with my niece. I'm like, we went from, from a, a two employee and myself to four employees with my niece showing up. I still want to steal some more of them blessings. You know, Doc, if you, st if you start to feel a little pain, it's just us slurping up some of your blessings coming through your daughter. I don't mind taking some of those blessings. Then we have going from four-person firm to an eight-person firm. We still have too much going on. Now that we got Kelly, <laughs> Kelly's calling us up. We're talking about hiring two new people. How do you go from a firm? I'm going to ask the question because I want somebody to answer it. How do you go from a firm that in 2019 was called, was said it was worth zero? How do you go from 2019 where, where, they, where you, you have to take a one-third cut in your revenue. How can you go from a firm that's at that predicament, go through the worst pandemic in most people's lifetime, go through a situation where other companies are, are laying folks off, where other people are sending their businesses overseas to make money, laying people off. How can we go from that to having 
uh, doubling the firm size, doubling the revenue size, and then getting in a situation where 2021 projection is at least doubling the 2020 projections, which doubled the 2019 projection. I want somebody to ask the, ask the question, and maybe you can help me answer it. Because the only thing I can think about is Malachi 3 and 10, where it says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out more blessings than you can receive. In the middle of making that commitment, increasing it to the church, adding the two little other, I shouldn't call them two lists, sorry, adding the two other donations in the middle of that commitment, we get on a call. There's a family member who needs financial assistance. Different family members are on the phone. Oh, who's going to pay for it? How is it going to pay for it? How much is it going to be? I don't want to pay for it. I can't pay for it. I've already paid too much. I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying. And then 1 Timothy 5 comes on. 1 Timothy 5 comes to my mind. And I'm at verse 8. And 1 Timothy, God's holy word says this. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially his immediate family, he has denied his faith, and he's worse than an infidel. That's what's coming in my mind why the family members are saying, who's going who's to be able to step up and step in? I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to be described as an unbeliever. So I said, I'm going to take all the money that we had dedicated over here, and I'm going to move it over to this side. And we're going to take that money each month and provide assistance to the family member in need. Oh, man. Now, now, that's comfortable. That's comfortable. That family member's set. But now we got another problem. The church is getting on paper in the eyes of the world. The churches over here and the organizations over here look like they're getting ready to lose a commitment. So Marla was asking me, how are we going to be able to still provide for the church? My response was, it's not my problem. <laughs> it's God's problem. All I know is God's holy word says you got to support your family, especially your immediate family. So now we got that set. God also said, test me and see. If I won't open the floodgates of heaven, pour out more, more than you can receive. Maybe God, maybe somebody hears this message, calls up and says, what church were you giving the money to? I'm trying to figure out where to give money to. I'll, I'll match what you were going to give and make sure that church doesn't lose any money. That's what my, what the, the brother, my brother said might happen. I'm, I'm banking on something else. I'm banking on 2021, get bringing in enough money to the law firm so that we can then su support over here and support over there and have that floodgate open up so much, have the prophecy that was given to me that says you'll have more money than you know what to do with. And I'm just hoping that, that at the end of that, when somebody's looking and saying, how did he do it? How did he go from 2019 when he gave the prayer challenge, the tithe challenge, had the revenue go down a third? 
How did he go from there to 2021 where the blessings are flowing down so much they went from a, a barely two-person firm all the way up to at least a 10-person firm and beyond? How is he being able to support his, this family member over here but never lost his giving over here? I'm hoping that somebody says that. I'm hoping that somebody who hears this today forwards it out to somebody who's wondering what they should be doing, wondering why they're struggling, wondering and asking them, take the same challenge, understanding that when you do, the gates of hell are going to open up. They're going to try to get you distracted. Winds and waves are going to come at you. And you got to remember, you got to step out on the boat. You got to say, Lord, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm holding on to your glorious hand. I'm I'm, I want the resurrection power is going to take me through it. I want the, the love that you have, that you came down, gave your life for me. I need that love flowing down on me now because I got to take care of a family member over here and I got to live up to my commitment to the church over here. But I know that my God can do it because my God's an awesome God and my God can do anything that he wants to do. And one thing that he said was, test me and see. I'm taking him up on it. I'm taking up on the test because I know from, from my wisdom the wisdom of the last two years going on the third year, what happens when you take him up on that test? When you take him up on that test, he comes and delivers. When you take him up on that test, you'll have enough, enough to, to be able to be able to give more, to be able to have more, to be able to give more, to keep flowing the blessings out so that you have more than you can receive. That's where I want to be. I want to be at that situation and I'm going to take that 20, the 2019 challenge and I'm going to increase it like I did in 2020. I'm going to take the 2020 challenge. I'm going to increase it in 2021. I'm hoping I come back because I usually do a, a, a New Year's sermon every year about giving and a sermon about starting your, your new year off. This is an opportunity to take the invitation, to take the challenge, to hear God's holy word that says, test me. In this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. That's my, not only my belief, that's not only my wisdom, that's not only my testimony, that's not only the history that we've had in my household, but that's my hope, my prayer, and my challenge for everybody that receives this. That you, make, that you get the same blessings and you make the same commitment to the Lord that you have more blessings that you, that you won't have room enough to receive it. That's my prayer, and I hope it comes true for each and every one who's hearing this. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.